Yeah, you can think of us as a further layer of account abstraction. We are more like a blockchain abstractions. So users don't have to worry about the blockchains, all the details or any, you know, all the other all the detailed infrastructure of different Hello and welcome back to another episode of WebEx Weekly. I'm Mike from CoinPost, Japan's largest Web3 media company right here in Tokyo and the producers of WebEx, the Asia's largest leading Web3 conference also held in Tokyo. I'm joined today by Isabella from DAPOS, which is the first intent-centric operating protocol. And DAPOS also uh, was selected for season five in the Binance Incubator program. So I think that's a very great place to start. Do you want to... Tell us about your experience with the Binance Incubator program, what that means for you, and how you've been able to uh, grow with that support. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Uh, and hey, everybody, this is Isabella from DevOS. Um, as, as Mark uh, mentioned, DevOS is the first intent-centric operating protocol that aims to make the apps as user-friendly as mobile apps. And uh, we were very um, luckily selected into Binance Lab Incubation Program last year. Uh, that was the season five. And by the way, season six is now open for applications. So don't hesitate to apply for it. <laughs> yeah, and that incubation uh, journey has been a blast. Um, it was uh, very um, rewarding, very fruitful, and uh, it was very helpful to, uh, to our project as well. And we were also luckily to be invested by Binance Labs after the incubation programs. Um, uh, we were one of the five projects got invested out of 12. Yeah. Congratulations. And after, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And after uh, Binance Labs um, investments, we also closed the seed round uh, co-led by IDG Capital and Sequoia China just two months ago in July. Yeah. Wow. Hey, that's really good news. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I also just realized you are much better at video than me. You're waving and very friendly, and I'm just sat here very stoic, like, hello, guys, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I need your energy. Um, okay, so before we go into the deep questions, uh, it was your first time in Tokyo, I believe, at WebEx. How did you find it? How did you find the conference? Um, any yeah. positives, any negatives? Yeah, yeah. So I met uh, Kazuki-san um, in uh, in United States. In I think that was the conference in Texas. Uh, what was consensus? it called? Again? Yeah, consensus. Yeah. So we met him uh, doing consensus, and uh, he introduced WebEx to us and uh, invited us to apply. And uh, we yeah, and we found out that WebEx is a real a really great conference and it that was the first time right this yes. year yes. was the first time right and uh, yeah and then we decided to sponsor um as a silver sponsor and uh, we went to tokyo uh, for webex there were four people uh from our team our team was small at that time uh there were four people uh, attending the WebEx, and I also made a speech uh, on introducing DAPOS. And we've seen a lot of uh, great builders and awesome projects, and also brilliant investors uh, doing that conference. So, which was also a very unforgettable experience. 
Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're also a very good salesperson. You've basically just done my sales job for me. So if you want to come and work for us and promote WebEx, I'm sure that would be fine. Um, okay, so for people that don't know, like DAP OS, so DAP is decentralized application and OS is operating system. And to think of an OS, that's like Ubuntu or Windows on, on a computer. So what is meant by an intent-centric operating protocol? Like just in case there's people that don't really get the jargon, if you want to try and explain that and for me too <laughs> yeah sure so intent centric means that we we focus on users intents like this operating protocol is aimed for improving user experiences and to make it and make users able to focus on their intent instead of the you know the detailed executions or any technical blockchain concepts, which can be very daunting and can be very hard for users to learn. And, uh, you know, it's just very difficult to acquire more users if you put all these obstacles and uh, difficulties in front of users. However, with intent-centric um, protocols, the users can um, don't have to learn any technical concepts. They only focus on their intent and they can achieve their um, purpose very easily by interacting with us. So that's what we want to bring, a seamless and very friendly user experiences and letting users only focus on their intent instead of any detailed technical uh, steps. Yeah, I think that's a really great thing because I think one of the problems I believe in, in Web3 is the onboarding process. You know, people who are not, not native Web3 people or maybe not even native tech people, you know, they don't want to go through all these steps. Um, I, when I think back to, I mean, I wasn't alive then, but back in the days of the very early, early internet, you know, people had to like connect to a, a modem and package data and send it and wait for it to be received before they could log yeah. off. And, and now we can send an email with just a flick of a button um, uh, or a swipe on our phone even. Um, yeah. I also saw your video, your talk at WebEx. I had no idea that that, because I'm so used to it, I forget how many steps I have to go through to get any action completed. And so, and I was watching the video that you've posted on your YouTube channel and I'll post that on our video too to help promote that. Um, yeah, I really like the simplicity. DapoX takes all that away and kind of just focuses on the user intent as opposed to having to do all the actions behind it. Um, so yeah, I really like yeah. that. So why, why did you decide to build like an OS? Why didn't you go further and just build like a complete Web3 phone or anything like that? Yeah, um, so actually the, um, it's, well, building a phone is, is like you will need software and hardware and everything together. That's, uh, we, we want to do things step by step. Um, so DAPOS now currently provides an SDK for the apps to integrate. And after they integrate with our solutions, they can be used by users very easily and conveniently. So this is the first step. We want to first, um, you know, abstract the blockchains for users for for users in Web three, and the sec and the second step is that we will then uh, make users from Web two uh, use Web three D apps uh, as easy as they could, as easy just as um, Web two uh, mobile applications, and uh, speaking of 
making a phone. I I'm not sure if that is in the near plan. Um, but definitely the interesting idea. I heard. I think Sonata or, uh, yeah, they want they made a they made a phone right previously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think to make a phone, you will need a very mature market or mature users that are very familiar with this and that are very used to using the apps. And I think we uh, we are still a bit far from that point, but we're working hard to embrace it. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I I look out for that in the future, hopefully. Um, so yeah. So you wanted to create an OS. You mentioned in your talk you wanted to create an OS that's as easy as Web two. So how are you solving? Well, first of all, what challenges have you have you discovered whilst building a Web three OS that's different to Web two? Like, and how are you solving those? Yeah. So I can I can speak two main barriers that we found that makes the app so hard to use by you know uh, users don't uh, without technical background. So one is the very confusing account, uh, uh, like um, very confusing account systems. So compared to Web two accounts, Web three accounts need a confusing recovery phrases. You know the sixteen or twenty random English words to keep your accounts alive, or else you lose it forever. It's just so counterintuitive, and it's hard to accept by uh, Web two users. And those Web three accounts cannot be reset, and this will result in two problems. If they forget, if they forget the recovery phrase, the account will be lost permanently, and the users will have to manually manage every assets and data on all the on all the apps when they suspect a private key leakage, right? So, and also and also the assets and data are usually sparsely distributed. Um, over different chains. So this is also very inconvenient uh, for a lot of users that we are still not very used to, you know, managing the assets over so many different uh, blockchains and managing all different accounts on different blockchains. This is the first part, the very confusing account system. And the second is the complicated workflows. So most of the apps are still uh, very hard to use. Take liquidity farming for an example. New users need to go through a very long workflow containing about five contract interactions and, and to just to complete a liquidity farming. Take liquidity farming as an example. This is like probably one of the easiest or smallest thing that users can do uh, uh, on, uh, in, in Web3. And even, even though, even so, users will have to uh, interact with at least five contracts to account to finish their intent. So this is not intent centric at all. They have to click a lot of times and have to learn different concepts and just to come uh, complete such a very simple um, uh, uh, thing that they want to do. So and the uh, and uh, you can you can imagine how complicated it will become if you want to use a D app on a different blockchain. Then you have to create a new account and bridge your assets. And to bridge your assets, you have to learn how to use bridge, how to choose the 
best bridge for you, and you have to, you know, learn a, a whole new set of new blockchain orientations, um, onboardings, everything over there. And guess what? A lot of users just don't don't use it, and just it's it's just very complicated uh, the workflows. So DevOS can help users to alleviate all these pains by a unified account and a simplified um, a simplified executions. Users only need to confirm on their intent and leave all the rest executions to DevOS to automatically complete. Oh, I like that. So confirm your intent and DAPOS will do everything else for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I like that. Um, yeah, you raised a really good point, especially with going between chains. Um, and when you mentioned earlier about ownership, I think one of the things in Web3 that, I mean, it, it's 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 great that we have self-sovereignty and that we can own our own assets. But I think true ownership, people don't really understand what that requires. Um, so on top of that, you have like safety and security. And as you mentioned, if you lose your seed phrase, you lose your your assets. So so in, in the DAPOS app, is is it, um, do, can I still access my seed phrase and can I move that somewhere else? Or is it kind of centralized in that nature where it's protected from me uh, accidentally losing it or deleting them or? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this, is a, this, this, this is actually the, um, the interesting part. So we, pro, we make the experiences similar to centralized exchange. But we are decentralized under the hook. So we, pro, so we will create a unified account for users. You can think of this as a DAPOS account. Users still have their own wallet, like using MetaMask or OKX wallet or whatever wallet they have. And they can change um, as they want on their original wallet. And the DAPOS wallet or DAPOS account is a contract-based wallet. And that's how, yeah, that's how, and that's how we can interact with contracts um, with, uh, with users' signature and confirmation. So contract-based wallet, so you're using account abstraction. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. And in this and in this unified account, users are able to see their assets um, aggregated over different chains. This is just similar to centralized exchange, right? You just see the total uh, number of your assets, how many USDC, how many USDT, how many tokens you have, uh, without needing to know what is the distribution over different blockchains. And when you use DevOS account to uh, make transactions to confirm your intent, we will automatically uh, use your assets um, over different blockchains. So so um, if my intent was to transfer $30,000, for example, and I had two two chains, 15,000 on Binance and 15,000 on um, uh, sorry, let's say like, let's say 20,000 on Binance, sorry, 20,000 USDT. Would that take 15 from each chain and send that off as one go? Or would it, how does that work out? Is it equal distribution or? Well, uh, it is, there is uh, some default configurations in the backend. We now normally just try to take, we will calculate what is the gas fee and the bridge fees and try to find a way that is the most um, 
the cheapest way for users to come to uh, to transfer the thirty thousand. If it's cheaper to get more, you know, to transfer more on BNB chain, then we will do that way. If it's more cheaper to do it the other way, then we'll do the other way. And we will show the um, we will show this details to users if they are curious to know, and that they will just. Uh, confirm and if they have their own customizations or preference they can change that they can modify it but I well from from the experiences that we talk to users they don't really actually care that much like what is the distribution like they want their they they, they just want this 30,000 get transferred and they focus on their intent and we help them do it By the way, your camera has frozen on my side. Um, however, because we're using Riverside, maybe it's still uploading them separately. So it should be okay at the end. I guess well, the only way to find out is at the end. Um, okay. okay, so how many how many users um, do you guys currently have? I'm assuming, you know, being on the Binance um, incubator, you probably got a lot of exposure and then the investment probably brought a lot of people in. Um, I remember seeing on your talk, you talked about, you know, MetaMask has something like 22 million users, but um, things like TikTok and Facebook are billions of users. Again. So Hi, how do you plan to, oh, <laughs> how do you plan to um, onboard, let's say from million to billion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. great question. Sorry, uh, difficult so question, I'm... but yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I think well, first we need to lower the barrier uh, and also edu educate the uh, users more. So I think from the technical side, we have already um, developed the whole set of um, solutions, including the unified account and the simplified workflows to greatly reduce the complexity of using uh, the apps for users. And we have already seen a great growth and a, a profound potential for this. Take our recently launched V2 uh, for Perpetual as example. We have already seen a huge surge in users that comes from our channel. And we now bring them more users than any other channels combined together. Yeah, and the other way is that we have a lot of experiences um, interacting with the community and and uh, uh, educating the community and also uh, working with a lot of um, uh, communities for uh, using some markets campaign activities to further you know raise their awareness and also to educate them and to help them on board. So this is also a way that we can, you know, um, let more users to use the app um, DepOS, and also they, once they like, once they use us, they will have the DepOS account, um, which will bring a unified user experiences similar to centralized exchange to any other D apps that we work with. So this is also a great way. Um, to, um, uh, to, uh, to this is also a great way to for our user retention because once they are in our ecosystem, they are able to 
experience much better um, interactions with um, our partners. One of the things you just mentioned was um, breaking the barriers. What what would you say is the main barrier you have right now from taking someone from Web 2 to Web 3? Yeah, uh, so we are honestly not there yet, uh, but it will uh, be soon. So currently our um, focus is to um, make all users in Web3, which means they already have a wallet to use whatever the apps they want without, without switching networks or doing any complicated uh, execu uh, executions. So our main focus right now is to bring is to leverage the full potential for Web3 users, uh, for those users have a wallet. So we want to enable all users in Web3 to use whatever the apps they want without switching network. And uh, in the future, they don't have to worry about where the assets is uh, the where their assets distributions and uh, the apps don't have to worry about how many blockchains they have to deploy and they can all focus on their intent and their they can all smoothly and uh, conveniently um as like um just complete their intent i think this is a really genius way because you know uh um, cross-chain interoperability is is a big issue right now and very difficult to solve but what you've done is you've separated the intent from the technical side yeah. so people don't have to worry about that and you've kind of created a, a an extra layer that will yeah. solve that for you so i think that's really uh, really interesting um yeah you can think of us as a further layer of account abstraction we are more like a blockchain abstractions so users don't have to worry about the blockchains all the details or any you know all the other all the detailed infrastructure of different blockchains wow i'm getting very web 4 vibes maybe you've uh, maybe you've accelerated web 3 already <laughs> Um, okay, so what can we look forward to for um, the roadmap? I mean, so I say roadmap, I think in Web3, it's very difficult for projects to have a roadmap because, you know, things change so fast and things always, you know, you have regulations that sometimes ban things that you don't realize. So what instead of instead of a roadmap, what would you just say you guys are thinking about developing and what you want to achieve uh, in the next year? Yeah, um, so currently we are uh, launching our V2 version. Um, so if you go to our website and check the use cases on our website, those are pilot versions, which you can also call it V1. So those pilot versions is more like a um, MVP, um, minimal viable product that we built for our partners, including GMX, Banky, Perpetual, Kaperswap, Pangolin, etc. And now we are launching our V2 version. And in our V2, we will allow um, users from all EVM compatible chains to use the um, DApps uh, uh, within our partners. And uh, they're also we also support all the features of the the apps. Uh, for example, in V1, uh, we support uh, trade 
function of perpetual and for users from um, Ethereum and uh, BNB. And with the new V2 version, we support users from all other chains and we also support liquidity um, provider functions on perpetual. So it's more functions, more chains, and this is going to be a more robust um, system and and uh, will bring more users and more transactions and more volumes to the apps. And of course, a better, more comprehensive experience for users as well. Okay, so um, let's just have a couple of general questions. Uh, I just like to ask everyone that I talked to about this. For, for you, what is Web3? I think Web3 stands for a philosophy for decentralization and also the builder spirit. Because I myself have a background in computer science and software engineer. Uh, and I also um, have uh, working experiences in some big tech company. And I do feel Web3 represents a new way of building stuff without permissions from hierarchy or bureaucracy. Uh, this is what, what I found it most meaningful to me. Web3 is a philosophy that allows you to build without bureaucracy or hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sum that up in a tweet or maybe clip that and post that out. I like that. Um, and then, so what do you think the future of Web3 is going to be like? And what, um, what, what are you excited to see? For example, you know, Ready Player One, the movie, I really want this like immersive VR world that we all go into, the Oasis, and everything can be done on that. So I'm just curious to what you think. Yeah, of course. Well, but this is a really billion value question. I'm afraid I cannot give a perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah, just from, I think it will have to have um, two um, um, required components to make Web3 more uh, popular. One is that it has to have more users um, the user base has to be large enough to make a real impact to the whole society. Uh, the second thing is that it has to uh, create uh, real values. It could be better experiences. It could be a better form of fi um, fi financial institu institutions or whatever. I know there are some countries in South south america that are already using um cryptos to pay for tax and to pay for their daily lives i can see this is a great uh value added to their society because their countries are suffering from very uh uh i would say um, unstable economics fluctuations and I can see this is where crypto and Web3 can be helpful for social good uh, for them over there. Uh, I, I, that's a, I think that's, you said this wasn't going to be a great answer. I think that was a great answer. Um, and I, I definitely also want to see Web3 for more social good. Um, you know, my previous history is working for charities. I do a lot of volunteer work. Um, 
yeah, and I, I one of the things that I've mentioned before on other podcasts is um, when technology advances, there's always people left behind because maybe they don't have access to the technology or they don't have access to the yeah. education or the, the understanding. So I, I hope Web3 together, we move as a whole to for the betterment of humanity uh, right. to make things easier and simplified and to protect people. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just want to add that I think technology should not be the barriers for people like i think web3 is a very fascinating uh world where all, a lot of advanced technologies a lot of you know awesome um scientists here but i think we technology should not be the barrier instead it should be um it should it should be easily used for people and it should be good for people and we are trying to make that come true for Web3. Awesome. I like that. And I like that your personal philosophy aligns with the, the philosophy and the mission statement of the project you're working for. That means we're going to see great things. That means you have passion enough to make that work. So I'm very looking forward to version two and I'm going to do some more Googling after this episode. Um, so thank yeah, yeah, thank you very, very much for coming on to my um, show. Um, yeah. Thank you, Mark. I will message you on Telegram and let you know what's going on with the video. But thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Mark. GM. 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 GM Radio.